1: We welcome you in to a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. We have a great show for you today, uh, and we will be cocaine-free today, just uh, in case anybody was uh, wondering. We are cocaine-free every day, but uh, since we have uh, cocaine at the White House, uh, I thought maybe I needed to clarify that there is no cocaine here, at least none of it has been found, and we will proceed uh, clean and sober, and it is uh, sobering to bring you the story at the top of the news, which is you flash back to uh, this time last year. Remember this time? Well, actually, it's a little bit later than this last year. Remember Columbus City Schools? Uh, the teachers were on strike, and uh, they seemed to be at odds with the uh, Board of Education, every single member of which was endorsed for election by the uh, Columbus City Schools Teachers Association. And uh, they were... At odds, schools delayed. Heard all these tales about uh, lack of money. Didn't have enough air conditioning in some of the buildings, and there just just it just isn't enough money to go around in Columbus City Schools. It just it's just always need more. We had school choice expanded here in the uh, state budget. I talked about that at the top of yesterday's show. Uh, if you are under. of the federal poverty level. You can find those numbers online. Just Google federal poverty level income statistics. You'll find the numbers and you can plot where you are and find out if you're eligible for a full scholarship of over $6,000 for your child if they're kindergarten through eighth grade or $8,400 if your student is in high school. Uh, The teachers unions are fighting this. The Columbus City Schools uh, as an organization are fighting this. So they're back on the same page and Uh, I bring all this up uh, as well as the school's uh, 80 percent, excuse me, I overestimated, 75 percent graduation rate. uh, The Columbus City Schools proficiency rating on reading at 26 percent, math proficiency at 15 percent. Not even two of every 10 students in the Columbus City Schools are proficient at math. And proficient doesn't mean, you know, you're A-plus future nuclear scientist. It just means that you can do rudimentary math. I bring all this up because, uh, well, it's interesting. Uh, Columbus City Schools appears to be able to find the money that it wants to find for things that it wants to prioritize. Math scores, reading scores, graduation rates, not really that big of a priority. Air conditioning in all the buildings. I mean, you know, the kids, they can sweat. It cleans out the pores. It's okay. But what did they find the money for last year? Uh, After the strike was over and teachers were back in the classroom, well, uh, according to uh, Inclusion LLC, of Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington, which submitted an invoice to Columbus City Schools for almost $25,000 for a two-day seminar conducted last fall, September 22nd and 23rd. uh, Well, in... uh, Well, inclusion, of course. Let me read you the overview for the course. Uh, Speakers, Wes Chernin and I think I'll just read it right from Inclusion LLC's website, okay? So forgive my wokeness. Speakers Wes Chernin, he, him, and Finn Menzies, he, him, will facilitate, in all caps, two, back to lowercase, full-day in-person workshops for Columbus City Schools. One, that's in all caps, day, will be with a combination of speech-language pathologists, occupational therapists, and physical therapists. The other day, participants will be school psychologists and school counselors. Each workshop will be tailored to the specific and unique needs of Columbus City Schools therapists and counselors. The students and families they serve and their colleagues in order to create gender-affirming educational environments. Wes, to refresh your memory, he, him, is a licensed and certified speech-language pathologist, and Finn, to refresh your memory, he, him, is a licensed school-age teacher. (laughs) I bet he is. (laughs) They each bring extensive knowledge and understanding of the LGBTQIA plus community educational settings and personal lived experiences as transgender men. Yes, Columbus City Schools found $20,000 for the seminar and... Expenses for airfare, transportation, hotel—I like how this is phrased, given that uh, Wes, he, him, and Finn, he, him, are transgender men. Uh, They are uh, expensed for their airfare, transportation, and hotel or other sleeping accommodations— I would think the hotel would cover the sleeping accommodations, although I never know. I'm not really versed in the sleeping accommodations needed by transgender men, nor do I really want to be. For four nights, Wednesday through Sunday, the seminar was two nights, two days. Why do they need to be here four days? Wouldn't three be adequate? What time does the seminar end? Like it's got to end at the end of the school day, right? There's no flights out of Columbus from like 6 p.m. on. And I'm being generous, like 4 p.m. You could make a 4 p.m. flight after the end of the school day for Wes and Finn to fly back to wherever they're from, Seattle or Portland. Columbus City Schools, in the midst of a strike, they didn't even know if the strike was going to be settled. How could they have known? And they've got this seminar coming up in late September. And did they cancel it? No, they did not cancel it because they didn't want to eat the money. They didn't want to rob their pathologists and their counselors and their psychiatrists and everybody else with a refreshed reinforcement of wokeness. Let me read you the schedule. The second thing on the schedule after a welcome and introduction, they will calibrate our collective knowledge. Ooh, that sounds impressive. That sounds like a meet and greet to me calibrating your collective knowledge. They will lay the foundation, review key concepts, terminology, storytelling, identity work, privilege and intersectionality, assumption culture. Oh, my. Item three on the agenda why inclusive practices continue to matter. Because if they didn't matter, Wes and Finn wouldn't be getting paid twenty grand to come to Columbus and stay four nights when they probably shouldn't have to stay any more than three. Then when we get to statement four or segment four, inclusion in action, that's when, according to the uh, itinerary, we get to the deep dive. Would you like to know, just play along, say yes. Would you like to know what is included in deep dive with Wes and Finn, the transgender men, he, him? Instructing all the Columbus City Schools people. Here you go. Deep dive. What allyship can look like. How to create gender-affirming educational environments. What to do when your personal religious beliefs don't align with LGBTQ inclusion. Isn't that phrased interesting? Notice what the priority is. Notice what the benchmark is. Notice where the fixed standards are. Not in your religious beliefs. Those aren't fixed. No, what do you do when your personal religious beliefs don't align with LGBTQ plus? I mean, you got to admit, if they phrased it the other way, what to do when your LGBTQ plus ideology doesn't align with your personal religious beliefs, well, the answer to that would be repent and seek God's forgiveness. And they can't have that in a seminar from Finn and Wes. No, no, no. Continuing on the description of deep dive, the language we use, what to do when you make a mistake, evaluations, paperwork, student files, addressing pronouns in therapy, navigating caregiver concerns, and pushback. Oh, pushback. Oh, religious extremists. When a student is out to you, but not to their family, I bet it's not disclosed to the family. I'm just, I didn't go to the seminar. I'm just going to bet. That the response to that question was not, when a student is out to you, but not to the family. I'm going to bet the first thing on there was not, call the mom and dad and tell them their kid has a mental delusion that they're not the sex they were born. And also, the deep dive offered an opportunity to explore a specific scenario within Columbus City Schools brought up by participants. Oh, how lovely. Remember... The reason why Columbus City Schools is contributing to a lawsuit, even though they won't tell you how much they're contributing, to fight the expansion of school choice in Ohio is because the money going to school choice is money that's not going to public schools. And there's just not enough money in public schools. They just can't get everything done they need to get done, even though the state contributes $17,000 to Columbus City Schools budget for every student. It's just not enough money. Well, I know if you could appoint me comptroller for a day at Columbus City Schools, I know where I could find $20,000 plus expenses. Wes and Finn would have to stay home. They certainly wouldn't get four nights in a hotel or, wink, wink, other accommodations uh, common to transgender men who run a grift on the taxpayers of central Ohio. Uh, sorry to uh, force feed you the smorgasbord of sarcasm in segment number one. I I guess I approached this Columbus City Schools seminar in gender delusion last fall that Columbus City Schools spent nearly 25000 in taxpayer dollars on. Because if I conveyed my true emotions over this, um, I would reach... Uh, red-hot anger levels on a bunch of different levels. Number one, the lying, okay? The lying that oh, we don't have enough money in Columbus City Schools. We just don't have enough money. Like, they do have the money. It's always a matter with with most people. Even, you know, unless you're, like, way, 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 way down on the economic ladder, it's not a matter of do you have the money. It's a matter of what do you spend the money on? What do you prioritize? Even people who are really dirt poor, are you smoking cigarettes? Are you drinking alcohol? Like, you're finding the money for that. That's not an essential Okay, so they do have the money. They beg and beg and beg, levies and this and that, and moan. No, nah, we don't have air conditioning. We don't have this and that. And it's always, of course, it's always in the end, the reason why they want to get in your pocket is because it's always about the kids, right? It's always about the kids, uh, except it's never about the kids. It's always about the teachers, their power, and about the wokeness that permeates education. This is why, again, I'm going to be real interested in about two weeks to call around and check with private school administrators in Columbus to find out if they've been inundated with inquiries about attending their schools this fall. Because this is the thing that you may not know about the expansion of Ed Choice in Ohio: A, that it's done, it's law, okay? Now a lot more people are going to qualify for it than did before. Before, if you made. Over seventy thousand dollars a year, as a husband and wife, you weren't going to qualify. Well, now most two-parent families make over seventy, but now the limit has gone up considerably. It's almost doubled. The limit is now one hundred thirty-five for a family of four, and the limit goes up if you have more kids. Okay, family of five, I think it's one hundred seventy, and it's also not as it was before a oh you're in over the income limit okay you get nothing. Now the numbers go all the way up to like 750% of federal poverty level. And if you're above that, you'd say well I get shut out. No. Let's say you make a million dollars a year. You say I don't qualify. No you do. Every family above that income level, whatever 750% of the poverty level is, my guess is it's going to be around, I'm going to guess. No, I shouldn't guess because if I say something wrong, then I'll have to retract it. But the least you can get, no matter what your income is, is $650 for a kid in K-8 through or $950 for a kid in high school. Okay, so that's not going to erase a $10,000 private school tuition. But at least it's something it conveys. It's kind of a signal. It's a shot across the bow from the state of Ohio, from the Republicans in the state of Ohio, because not a single Democrat voted for this or favors it and would do everything they could within their power to cancel it. It's the Republicans in the state of Ohio saying, hey, we see you public schools. We see what you're doing. And we just want you to know we've expanded school choice to give people an option, an option to look elsewhere. Columbus City Schools won't tell you, nor will Cincinnati City Schools, nor will Cleveland City Schools, nor will any school system in the state of Ohio. And there are a bunch of them who have joined the lawsuit fighting school vouchers. They claim in their lawsuit that school vouchers are unconstitutional. I'm not a lawyer. I guess I'll play one on the radio. If it's not unconstitutional for the state of Ohio to give Columbus City Schools, $17,000 for every student who attends there. Why would it be unconstitutional for the state of Ohio to give $8,000 to the parents of a student who wants to go to a different school? I'll tell you what's unconstitutional about the whole state payments for education per student amount. What's unconstitutional is Columbus City Schools, let's say there's a young Man or woman in Linden. They get into a private school. They get the Ed Choice Scholarship. The Ed Choice Scholarship covers their entire tuition at a parochial school. Does that mean that the Columbus City schools now get docked the seventeen grand the state pays? columbus city schools for every student i mean after all the students not going to columbus city schools anymore why should they get the money oh but they do get the money that to me seems unconstitutional why are you giving the money to a school system to educate a student who's not going there that's infuriating enough but to know that at the outset of last school year columbus city school spent almost 25 grand on this woke seminar from these two transgender men to come in and lecture people about. You want to know what some of the subject matter was? Here's a term I hadn't heard before, which of course means I'm going to hear it again because they've latched onto it as their way of winning on logic or or their way of winning on language. Gender euphoria. I've heard of gender dysphoria. Oh, that sounds bad. We can't do that. What about gender euphoria? The joy or deep satisfaction a person experiences when there is congruence between their internal sense of gender and the way their gender is embodied, expressed, and or perceived. You know who has gender euphoria? Little boys who uh, run around in roughhouse and play sports. Little girls who uh, put a dress on every now and then and uh, look forward to being married someday, having kids and being moms. And, of course, the... uh, sense of gender euphoria is not limited to those two stereotypes, but basically gender euphoria is a boy who doesn't even think about being a boy. He just knows he's a boy because he's always been a boy because he was born a boy and a girl who likes being a girl and doesn't consider being anything else because that'd be stupid to think there could be anything else because she's born a girl and she's happy to be a girl. She's content being a girl. That is gender euphoria. Okay. You know, it's funny. They have this drawing next to gender euphoria in the uh, seminar. You know what the person looks like? It looks like they did an artist's rendering of the old Saturday Night Live character, Here Comes Pat. Remember that? Where they had, they mocked this on Saturday Night Live. They mocked people who you weren't sure if they were a man or a woman. And I'm not advocating for mocking. I'm just saying that what used to be viewed as... Abnormal, strange, weird. Now must be glorified. Gender euphoria. Oh my goodness! And of course, one of the slides at the seminar said, "Inclusion begins with understanding our own lens." No, it. Uh, no, no, it begins with realizing who you are, what you are.